Hi there, we're listening to the Pocket Queen. Is playing is the basket drummer with the Pocket Queen. Feel something highly special on my spirit. Fantastic Friday. And I'm allowing you to bear witness. We go through changes. Yeah. Changes we go Guitar Center. I'm at the Hollywood location and I'm so excited to talk about my signature stick with Vader. Vader has always been my favorite and I've always used this model called the Matrix. The Matrix is between an, a 5A grip and an 8A type taper with a barrel tip. I've always found the 8A stick to be a bit small so it was a perfect size for my hand and also for accuracy for hitting directly in the middle of the snare. And also the barrel tip allows a very full sound, very versatile for different genres. Notice how I'm just playing with my wrist and I'm getting a very full sound just from this barrel, which I feel like brings out a lot of attack. It's great with the taper too, the way the taper is, it projects very well. So in cases where I'm in a larger venue, I can get a fuller sound. So overall, very versatile. It gives me exactly what I need for any genre. This is really a story that dreams do become a reality. I just want to be a reminder of that anytime you do pick up the pocket clean stick. Guitar Center. I'm at the Hollywood PQ. And 
man keys. PQ. Reminds me of Lenny Kravitz.
Your last statement was something to the effect of, we're so reactive today, I don't think we ask enough questions. We don't. Is that what you said? Yeah. Please expound. Yeah, I think we have succumbed to a environment and a time where businesses' empires are being built off of our reactions. It's being very reactive, like, you know, whatever news or things we see on our news feed, we, we barely read the caption. Mm. We barely know that much information, but we let our emotions spawn some sort of reaction. Wow. Before, like, really being inquisitive. Mm -hmm. and really getting to the deeper root of what's going on wow. asking questions yeah yeah so I, I think that that is such an influential important point to be made to really embrace the not knowing yeah you don't have to have all the answers and it's actually good to seek like just try and seek truth to, to seek more information before drawing a conclusion mm -hmm. your last statement was something to the effect of we're so reactive today I don't think we ask enough questions we don't is that what you said yeah please expound yeah i think we have succumbed to a environment and a time where businesses empires are being built off of our reactions it's being very reactive like you know whatever news or things we see on our news feed we, we barely read the caption mm. we barely know that much information but we let our emotions mm. spawn some sort of reaction Wow. For like really being inquisitive great memes, mm -hmm. and really getting to the deeper root of what's going on. Wow. Asking questions. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that that is such an influential, important point to be made to really embrace the not knowing. Yeah. Like, you don't have to have, have all the answers. That's the way every day goes. Every time we've no control. If the sky is pink and white, if the ground is black and yellow, it's the same way you showed me. Hide my head, don't close my eyes Halfway on the slow moves It's the same way you showed me If you could fly, then you'd feel south Up north, getting close That's the way every day goes
fucking great move. I could give in sharing content online is to be vulnerable, to be a risk taker, and to not rob your following or the people around you the most fascinating part of the story, which is the evolution, the growth. All of these negative thoughts that sometimes cloud our mind, cloud our judgment. I just found the most useful tool is just calling out the elephant in the room. You know, it's not that I don't have any fear. I don't want you to ever think that I am fearless. I'm a fear facer. Biggest advice Looks I could like give to me. in sharing content online is to be vulnerable, to be a risk taker, and to not rob your... which is the evolution, the growth. All of these negative thoughts that sometimes cloud our mind, cloud our judgment. I just found the most useful tool is just calling out the elephant in the room. You know, it's not that I don't have any fear. I don't want you to ever think that I am fearless. I'm a fear facer. is to be vulnerable, to be a risk taker, and to not rob your following or the people around you the most fascinating part of the story, which is the evolution, the growth. All of these negative thoughts that sometimes cloud our mind, cloud our judgment. I just found the most useful tool is just calling out the elephant in the room. You know, it's not that I don't have any fear. I don't want you to ever think that I am fearless. I'm a fear facer. I hear all the time about how my snare cracks and they think it's the type of snare. Having a great sound, you need great equipment. But the finished product that you're hearing is not just the raw drum set. I think a lot of the sound that I create has to do with my skill in music production.
So I have been collaborating with an amazing company called Soundfly. And what I've loved most about the experience is that they value me as a drummer, as a producer, as a creative, as a human. Because that's what we all are, right? This is all a tool for us to emote feelings and change the world, be world changers that we are. I finally found a platform that did not keep me in a box. And I am so excited to limitlessly share with you the art of music. What's up, you guys? So I. You were looking at me. I get lifted, George McCrane.
personally define success? Because I feel like you are objectively, for most people, a pretty successful human being. But what are you shooting at? What would you say defines success in your estimation? I think discovering deeper levels of myself is success. Hmm. Deeper levels of my purpose. I think the more that I continue on this journey, the more that I find that there is an illusion. And that to me, like waking up and being able to have an idea and doing your best to execute it Mm -hmm. and going beyond what you thought were your limitations. So like it's, it's... Great stuff. Lovely, the pocket queen. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when are you the happiest? When I'm with my family. Mm, why? Because it's home. There's acceptance. There's love. Mm-hmm. There's all the things that I feel like otherwise I rely on God for. Mm-hmm. But it's not as plentiful as when you're at home. Mm, I feel it. So that's what I try to create in any environment that I'm, I'm in. But I'm most happy when I'm at the loop, you know. Yeah. Ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> understand how the music industry really works. I had just gone into a slump. 
So that is why things like aura are very important to my everyday habits. I moved into a place where I have begun to take my health very seriously. I can have a reminder that I haven't taken enough steps today. I'm actually not getting enough sleep to be able to operate at my fullest capacity. Exercise has become a very important aspect of my life, a very important aspect of my creativity. Or it helps me understand my body.
never seen laughing and who had given himself the motto of avoiding the evils and unpleasant situations of society was asked two questions the first Booker. was what are the behaviors of people that surprise you the most plato enumerated them in order they get bored in childhood and hurry to grow up but then they miss their childhood they lose their health to earn money but they pay money to regain their health worried about tomorrow they forget about today in the end, they live neither today nor tomorrow. They live as if they will never die, but they die as if they had never lived. Then came the second question. So what do you suggest? The sage enumerated again. Don't try to make anyone like you. The only thing to do is to leave yourself to be loved. And the most important thing in life is not to have the most, but to need the least. Plato, who was never seen laughing, and who had given himself the motto of avoiding the evils and unpleasant situations of society, was asked two questions. The first was, what are the behaviors of people that surprise you the most? Plato enumerated them in order. They get bored in childhood and hurry to grow up, but then they miss their childhood. They lose their health to earn money, but they pay money to regain their health. Worried about tomorrow, they forget about today. In the end, they live neither today nor tomorrow. They live as if they will never die, but 
they die as if they had never lived. Then came the second question. So what do you suggest? The sage enumerated again. Don't try to make anyone like you. The only thing to do is to leave yourself to be loved. And the most important thing in life is not to have the most, but to need the least. Plato, who was never seen laughing. So I showed you quadrilingual rap. Plato, who was never seen laughing, and who had... So I showed you quadrilingual rap, but have you ever heard of... Yo, what do you, what do you call those perspectives bilingual? Yo, so have you ever heard of pentalingual rapper? Probably not, but this is in six languages. And I think that makes me a hyper polyglot. Let's get it. Like my comment, they cannot figure out ET technology. I'm using it. I have to. I'm having this stuff. Okay, two minutes ago. Devastating warning from former lead lawyer on live TV. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Got a haircut. About two or three weeks before Donald Trump was criminally indicted, one of his lawyers, in fact, his lead lawyer who was defending him in connection with special counsel Jackson's then criminal investigation into Trump's theft of thousands of government records, his willful detention of this national defense information and obstruction of justice. The lawyer by the name of Tim Parlatori resigned from Donald Trump's legal team and he explained that CNN I believe and he said the reason that he resigned from Trump's legal team was that other Donald Trump lawyers were obstructing his ability to defend Donald Trump. And Parlatori said, for example, 
one of Trump's lawyers by the name of Boris Epstein, obstructed Parlatori's ability to conduct searches at Bedminster. And of course, now that we've read the indictment, we see that those searches at Bedminster would be critical because, of course, Donald Trump was showing guests at Bedminster. And at least on one occasion, we know of an audio recording of Donald Trump showing guests at Bedminster highly classified information regarding potential United States military strikes of uh, another country, of Iran. And so uh, Tim Parlatori went on the weekend show. It's one of the most interesting things about uh, this Trump indictment and just the lawyers who defend him because they go on TV all the time. Um, and, you know, in, in these types of cases, to see the lawyers who quit, go on TV, and basically trash their former client or basically explain uh, that they think that there are serious problems that their former client have or trash other members of the legal team. That's just not something, you know, we're used to seeing in normal cases. But, of course, there's nothing normal when it comes to Donald Trump. So in the clips I'm going to show you right now, you've got uh, Tim Parlatori, who goes on uh, CNN over the weekend, and he talks about how Look, these were real, real, real um, kind of serious allegations in this indictment, and Parlatori admits that he's aware on at least two... Oh, man. Hmm. Okay, let's get back to the show about... Mm. Devastating warning from former... And Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network about TV. two or three weeks before Donald Trump was <laughs> criminally indicted. One of his lawyers, in fact his lead lawyer who was defending him in connection with special counsel Jack Smith's then criminal investigation into Trump's theft of thousands of government records, his willful retention of this national defense information and obstruction of justice. The lawyer by the name of Tim Parlatori resigned from Donald Trump's legal team, and he explained at the time, he went on CNN, I believe, and he said the reason that he resigned from Trump's legal team was that other Donald Trump lawyers were obstructing his ability to defend Donald Trump and Parlatori said for example one of Trump's lawyers by the name of Boris Epstein obstructed Parlatori's ability Jeffrey. to conduct searches at Bedminster and of course now that we've read okay. the indictment we see that those searches at Bedminster would be critical because of course Donald Trump was showing guests At Bedminster, and at least on one occasion, we know of an audio recording of Donald Trump showing guests at Bedminster highly classified information regarding potential United States military strikes of uh, another country, of Iran. And so uh, Tim Parlatori went on the weekend show. It's one of the most interesting things about uh, this Trump indictment and just the lawyers who defend him because they go on TV all the time. Um, and, you know, in, in these types of cases, to see the lawyers 
who quit, go on TV and basically trash their former client or basically explain uh, that they think that there are serious problems that their former client have or trash other members of the legal team. That's just not something you know we're used to seeing in normal cases. But of course, there's nothing normal when it comes to Donald Trump. So in the clips I'm going to show you right now, you've got uh, Tim Parlatori, who goes on uh, CNN over the weekend, and he talks about how Look, these were real, real, real um, kind of serious allegations in this indictment, and Parlatori admits that he's aware on at least two occasions of Chinese national intruders going into Mar-a-Lago where Donald Trump was just haphazardly uh, concealing uh, these national defense documents. Here, play this clip. I think it's the word used in the indictment. Releasable to uh, members of the five eyes countries those are obviously yes. uh, the, an intelligence alliance between the united states new zealand australia the uk and um i mean that's shocking and look at look at the storage of this look at the, the storage of this this is not exactly fort knox i mean and and what you had earlier in the day with Kristen holmes let's show the one with guys in the control room with all the image all the boxes on the stage in mar-a-lago um because it, it just seems like I had assumed that there was at least some there. Look at that. I mean, that's that's a that's a room where everybody who's in Mar-a-Lago has access to. I had assumed that there was some effort to at least put them in a room and lock them away. That looks inc that's incredibly reckless. If they knew what was in the boxes. Well, yeah. But there have been at least two Chinese national intruders, sure. plus another con woman who pretended she was a member of the Rothschild family. And people at home, you can Google this if you want. It's all out there. Uh, who got access to Mar-a-Lago. Those are just the three we know about. I mean, this is a country club in Florida. I have no idea who had access to it. That's not secure, right? That, that's absolutely right. That's not secure. Definitely that's not a fucking skip. one of the reasons why, yeah, separate and apart from whether an indictment is appropriate, one of the reasons why we were pushing the Congress to say, you know, there needs to be an amendment, you know, to the Presidential Records Act of setting up these narrow control facilities. And here, uh, Tim Parlatori says in this interview that... Yeah, it's, it's a real issue that uh, if Walt Nauta, the co-defendant in the uh, Department of Justice's criminal indictment, if, if, if Walt Nauta was saying these things and doing these things, and if these you know, messages from Walt Nauta are legit, we have no reason to believe they aren't, this is a huge problem for Donald Trump. And by a huge problem, what do we mean here? Uh, the charges, uh, when you add them up, can have about a 400-year prison sentence. Here, play this clip of Tim Parlatori. What I do, and when I have I have this experience, I always look at these things somewhat skeptically. But um, if the exchange that they're talking about with Walt, as far as taking all of these boxes out, putting some back, if that's something that's backed up with evidence, that's certainly a problem. So, and here uh, in this conversation. National defense secrets. Old Skyper Don. No, diaper Don. Diaper. Diaper Don.
That'd be great. That'd be awesome. You got 400 years in prison. <laughs> That'd be fun to see. That'd be fun if old Diaper Don got 400 years in prison. diapered on <laughs> old diaper down stand up and do what's right will he get up because he's rich and white I worked for Trump and all I got was this lousy t-shirt striped grins and giggles thoughts and prayers motherfucker Thoughts and prayers, motherfucker. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers, bitches. Stephanie Miller show, MAGA eater. <laughs> Casey DeSantis took in $35 million for her own hurricane relief fund but has no oversight. Without oversight she can pay her bills with it. They call her Walmart Melania. Wow. Wow. Because it fucking works. Basically, it's an elaborate form of money laundering. I think Trump perfected this, and DeSantis is just using the same formula. She wants to be Jackie O so bad, but she'll always be Eva Brown. They call her Walmart Melania.
Yeah, it's just trying to be Jackie. Yikes. Call her Walmart Melania. <laughs> okay. DOJ seeks 14 years for January 6th rioter who called Trump dads. Drove stun gun into Michael Fanon's neck. Daniel D.J. Rodriguez wrote a letter to the former officer. He told that he wished he was smarter. The feds say his actions amount to terrorism. Yes. Why is he only... Why are they only asking for 14 years? And disqualify all these uh, all these people now. That's ridiculous. Fuckers. 14 years. Assaulting a police officer. Blue lives matter. <laughs> they do, man. Fuckers. The Trump indictment is like the Bible. Republicans haven't read it, but still pretend to know what it means. Three quarters of them probably don't go to church. Okay, so that's some Instagram memes for you. Let's finish this. With the interview with Jake Tapper, Tim Parlatori just... He tries to come up with some explanation about why Donald Trump would be kind of asking the questions that he was. But, but then when Jake Tapper's like, yeah, but Donald Trump basically was asking the lawyer to 
just completely conceal the records and obstruct justice? That's not a great question. Just watch what Parlatori says. Uh, isn't it better if there are no documents? This are as memorialized by Trump Attorney One. I don't Correct. know Trump Attorney One. Do you know who Trump Attorney One is? Yes. Who is it? That, that'd be Evan. That'd be Evan. So yeah. if this is Mr. Corcoran, and it says it's memorialized by him, does that mean he recorded it or he wrote it down? Or but These are his notes. His notes. I mean, th those are pretty shocking suggestions here. Don't be honest with the FBI. So they, here's part of the problem, is a lot of those questions are really standard questions that any client will ask when they receive a subpoena. Do we have to do this? Are we required to do this? Uh, and so one of the reasons yeah. why... Would it be better if we lied? I mean... Well, that's question three, <laughs> essentially. Wouldn't it be better? Wouldn't it be better if we just told him we don't have anything here when he's got hundreds of documents? That's that's not a great question, but here's the thing. <laughs> Wouldn't it be better if we lied to the government? Is a, but you know, not a great question. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, look, here's the thing. And finally, you have Jake Tapper said, this is a pretty strong indictment. Like, just, you would agree after reading this, this is pretty strong. And um, Parlator is like, yeah, this is a very, very, very strong indictment. <laughs> Play this clip. Last question for you, because I know you have to go. Um, this looks really bad for Donald Trump, right? I mean, you, you admit, like you would, you would acknowledge this indictment is based on, uh, transcripts, photographs, text messages, evidence, not just like, you know, some anonymous, uh, informant, right. evidence. This is, I mean, this is a, you've seen a lot of indictments. This is a pretty strong indictment. It appears to be. It appears to be a lot of it. Yeah, I I am curious to see if the evidence fully backs it up. Yeah, you know, again, this is an allegation, right? Um, and so they, and he's innocent until proven guilty. Absolutely, right. they, they do have to prove all these things. And also, there are certain you know legal hurdles that they're going to have to get over with regard to you know interpretations of the Presidential Records Act, things like that. That I'm sure. Yeah, we'll be properly briefed and argue before the court. But first blush, I'm sure if you're sitting there, you're like, wow, this is bad. Yeah. And, and again, it kind of goes back to if you really did have a solid case like this, then as a prosecutor, why do you have to play games and potentially lose a case? I mean, a case like this can be dismissed mm -hmm. based on prosecutorial misconduct. Well, we'll, we'll see. Why would they even... We'll, we'll why, see. why would they even risk it? We'll see about the prosecutorial yeah. misconduct but, but uh, allegation. But, uh, look, I, I appreciate your coming here and, and talking to us about this. Right. Thank you. Nice to get your insights. And, again, the clip that you just saw is the lawyer who had represented Donald Trump for a significant period of time in connection with this case, like not any other case. This is the lawyer who was the lead lawyer defending Donald Trump in connection with Jack Smith's investigation into Trump's willful retention of national defense information. You got to give Parlatory, though, some credit at least, not a lot of credit, but some credit, that he did resign when he did. He's like, I am, I am out of here. <laughs> I'm out of here. And he left two or three weeks before the indictment handed down, was handed down, and then what happened? The indictment is handed down, and then... The lawyers who Parlatori was closest with, Jim Trustee and uh, John Rowley, then they resign. Boom, the moment the indictment is uh, is handed down. And so now you've got uh, Trump's team of who is it, like Alina Haba and Lindsey Halligan and who else? Uh, Christina Bob and, and Jennifer Little.
a mess of a team. Anyway, I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Have a great day. Hit subscribe, please. We're on our way to 1.5 million subscribers thanks to your incredible support. Thank you so much. Oh, and, and download the Midas Touch podcast. Just search Midas Touch podcast wherever podcasts are available. And uh, go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch. Have a great day. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now. Called Bill Barr a rhino, but Bill Barr got this exact FD 1023. He had somebody investigate it. He had a United States attorney from Pennsylvania look into it and goes, This is not credible. Why are you giving me these stupid documents that are being funneled from foreign sources to Rudy Giuliani? You know, and Bill, the reason that Bill Barr rejected wasn't out of the goodness of his heart. He thought that these documents were so ludicrous and so stupid, it was going to heart. It was going to hurt his other plans to actually try to attack the people that Trump wanted him to attack. He's like, stop giving me these dumb documents. I'm trying to do this John Durham thing for you. I've got this special counsel who's going after your political enemies, and we're trying to do it that way. Can you stop giving me these dumb documents through Giuliani? It's going to hurt everything that we do. So Barr rejected it for that reason. And then, of course, Donald Trump today goes, this is what he says about, yeah. What were you going to say, Brett? I, I, I was just going to say it's a good point to bring up Durham and everything because, and you're about to bring up Donald Trump's tweet uh, or, or post or whatever the heck he calls it, um, because they go together. So you know what? Let's let let's read the post that that you're about to bring up, and then I'll go into into my point. Uh, what I was going to say. Yeah. So it says virtually everyone is saying that the indictment is about election interference and should not have been brought, except Bill Barr, a disgruntled former employee and lazy attorney general who was weak and totally ineffective. He doesn't mean what he's saying. It's just misinformation. Barr's doing it because he hates Trump for firing him. He was definitely afraid of the radical left when they said they would impeach him. He knows the indictment is bull. Turn off Fox News when the gutless pig is on. And just, I should also mention, Bill Barr resigned. There's another tweet at the same time of Donald Trump recognizing that Bill Barr resigned. He wasn't yeah. fired. That's one of Donald Trump's moves that he does. When someone resigns, he claims that he fires them because he's a malignant narcissist. But <laughs> Bill Barr said, look, this looks like a pretty damaging indictment. And so if you're not just all in on the Trump cult, then, um, then, then, then this is the response you get. Brett, tell us about Durham. Yeah, well, I was going to say Trump is Trump spent his entire presidency trying to weaponize the government against his political enemies. And it's the whole I don't even know if irony is is the right word at this point because it's just so spot on to like what he does with with every single thing. But it's the whole irony of his entire political campaign in 2016 being about locking up Hillary Clinton. And then he got into office and what did he do? He tried to bring on these prosecutors to go after 
his political enemies. He tried to, he had prosecutors continuously investigating Hillary Clinton. He brought in Durham to investigate Joe Biden. This was the entire strategy that he had up to that point. And at a certain point, these people had, an, at least Bill Barr, once he was pushed to the total brink and was told, you need to help me completely obliterate democracy, not on the subtle ways that you've been trying to help me do it for the past few years, but we're going to do it. We're going to hit people over the head with a hammer with this one, and we are just going to completely destroy democracy. Are you in? Finally, then, Barr was like, all right, I, 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 was, I was on board for the rest of it, but I'm not on board with it right now. And Donald Trump, at this moment in time, Donald Trump is broadcasting to the world what he would do should he take office again. And what he wants to do is, is a word that he uses himself. He wants this to be a term of retribution. He views these attacks as being personal against him, and he wants to use the power of the presidency to be more like the power of a dictator, and he wants to go and prosecute and jail his political opponents simply because they oppose him. And you don't have to just take my word for it. Donald Trump posted today. He posted about this. Uh, is this the post? No, this, this isn't the post. But we have the post that he made today. I'll find in a second. Yeah, I'll start reading it as you find it. Just It goes, now that the seal is broken... In addition to closing the border and removing all of the, quote, criminal elements that have illegally invaded our country, making America energy independent and even dominant again, and immediately ending the war between Russia and Ukraine, I will appoint a real special, quote, prosecutor to go after the most corrupt president in the history of the USA, Joe Biden, the entire Biden crime family, and all others involved with the destruction of our elections, borders, and country itself. I, I want to talk about that post, how dangerous it is, as well as uh, these speeches that he gave uh, at these GOP conventions, one in Georgia and one in North Carolina. Um, in one, he just called for conquering Venezuela. I mean, uh, I mean, you go into some of these things that he says, and the media, we always talk about it, how the media looks at it and goes, Donald Trump's out in an event just challenging his political rival. It's, it's his most conservative the, statements yet. <laughs> most conservative statements yet. Let's talk about all of this, but first let's take a quick break. Now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Mosh. As the years progress, it's so important to stay on top of your mental health and fitness. Frankly, life gets busy. And sometimes you end up sacrificing good foods and snacks for unhealthy ones strictly because they may seem more convenient. Now, whether at the gym, on the go, or between meals with the fam, Mosh Protein Bars are the smart snack to keep your brain and body fit, fueled, and feeling good. With six delicious flavors, each Mosh Bar comes packed with 12 grams of protein and made with ingredients that support brain health, like ashwagandha, lion's mane, collagen, and omega-3s. At 160 calories and only one gram of sugar, Mosh Protein Bars are the guilt-free snack your brain and body will crave. Your brain, it's your number one tool, which is why Mosh Protein Bars were mindfully formulated by some of the world's top neuroscientists and functional nutritionists. Founded by Patrick Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver, Mosh is a mission-driven brain health and wellness company that donates a portion of all proceeds to support women's brain research through the Women's Alzheimer's Movement at Cleveland Clinic. 
I absolutely love mosh protein bars. They're delicious. They're savory. They're the perfect smart snack to keep your brain and body fit, fueled, and feeling good. We're constantly doing different videos or podcasts here or just a bunch of different tasks. So I'm able to enjoy mosh protein bars easily and enjoyably throughout the day whenever I need it. Don't settle with a mediocre snack when you can nourish your body and mind with the fuel it needs to succeed. So whether you're at the gym, on the go, or just living your best life, Mosh Protein Bars will keep your brain and body fit-fueled and feeling good. Head to moshlife.com slash Midas to save 20% off plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack. That's 20% off plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack, which includes all six mouth-watering flavors. M-O-S-H-L-I-F-E dot com slash Midas. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend that you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at that perfect temperature all night long. Now, using silver-infused fabrics originally inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at that perfect temperature all night so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than the bed sheets used by some five-star hotels. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com slash Midas to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code Midas at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Midas and use the code Midas to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Midas to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, those sponsors, they really help the show. They love the pro-democracy movement. If you're in the, you know, if you're in the market for those products, check out the links below in the description or the podcast description. I just wanted to say this too real quick, Brett, before we move on. You know, you used the term irony before, and I think you're right. I think, you know, there, there's definitely, you know, ironic sentiment within what's happening right now, especially with the GOP and Trump, but also projection. You know what I mean by that? It, everything that they've ever accused Democrats of doing, Hillary of doing, they're actually doing. They are weaponizing all of these government agencies and forces against their political, you know, enemies, quote unquote. It's unbelievable. It's, it's funny, Jordy, because I, I misspoke before and I, you, I, I meant to say conspiracy theory and I misspoke and said conspiracy theater is what mm. the Republicans are doing. But conspiracy theater is perhaps even a more apt description of what Republicans are doing every single day. And they're using the levers of the United States government and of the United States Congress in order to conduct their conspiracy theater. And the one thing, I gotta, I gotta give it to the Republicans on this one and, and these mm. mag influencers, the one thing they're really good at is spreading these lies and spreading these conspiracy theories very quickly. 
very, very yep. quickly. They create the most kind of incendiary lies about their political enemies, the most provocative things with the terms that we were making fun of before, often have hyphens in it and, and, and the, you, the word strike and words that you never really heard of or, you know, like, just like weird thing to make it sound like it's like some complex thought out thing that they have and they just have to rile up their base. They have to get them as angry as possible. And you could see the second that they drop one of these lies, like right now, they're all talking about this Chuck Grassley thing. Oh, there are tapes of Biden and a hunter talking about the bribe deals. Da, 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 da. You'll never see that. You know why? Because they don't exist. Yeah, what, exist. They, what, what, they, what they do is they, they say things like that under the speech and debate clause, and then every single one of their influencers immediately jumps on it. So you have the Charlie Kirk people, the Steve yep. Bannon people, you have the, the Fox News, you'll ultimately have like a Wall Street Journal piece, like with a question, did President Biden? Da, 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 da. And, and they all couch it in. Uh, you'll, you'll probably have the front page of a New York Post at some point. Sources say yeah, this is how they launder the information to make it sound like to the public that there may be a little there there. You know, it, it, they can't they can't just put this on the front page of a newspaper if there's not a little kernel of truth there. Right. They can't just put this on the front page of Fox dot com or the Wall Street Journal, the well-established wall. They wouldn't be talking about this if there wasn't a little kernel of truth. And then inevitably what happens? It's always bullshit. Right. The whistleblower. Oh, the whistleblower disappeared. Oh, the tapes were going to be delivered to Tucker Carlson and he lost them. He lost the tapes. It happened again. He lost the tapes. And so instead of just admitting like, oh, yeah, we fuck, we, we lied. We, we, we completely fabricated everything. We lied 100% to you. And we think you are stupid, base. We think you are idiots. And so we're going to keep feeding you these lies. Instead, it's like, it's like a game of mission creep where they have to just keep upping the ante. The next, they have to make it even a bigger lie. It's got to be a bigger lie. It's got to be even more incendiary. It's got to be even more provocative. And this is how this just keeps on going and going and going till it reaches a point where the MAGA base and the Republican base is going, well, why aren't you doing anything about this, huh? If, if the crimes that you're saying are out there are so horrific, if this really exists, why then do something, right? Someone should go to jail then, right? That, but, but they can never actually... Then, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then the response, though, is... The deep state is preventing us from doing it. That's the last step, yeah. That's that's the the last last step. step. We would have accomplished it, but the deep state stopped us from doing it. And by the way, MAGA Republican Senator Senator Chuck Grassley was asked if he read the indictment against Donald Trump. Seems to be a document, if you were a senator, that you'd you'd want to read it, right? Because you're probably going to get asked questions about it. So, Senator Grassley, um, did you read the indictment? I think his answer was no. Is it, why would I read it? I don't, I don't have the time to. Uh, I don't have the time to read it. I mean, and then he was asked, um, you know, so are the allegations true or about President Biden before? And he goes, "We're not here to determine if they're true or not true. I, I don't care if the allegations against Biden are true. I just simply want to see if the allegations exist." What? What? What are you even talking about? And then. The innuendo spreads, and then you have statements that come out from like Lauren Boebert, like the one that we just read, where Lauren Boebert just basically says, if the if if these allegations were brought against uh, Trump, just think about it, we would be in impeachment proceedings already. It's not a matter of just allegations. The reason there were impeachment proceedings against Donald Trump is because there was audio recordings 
of Donald Trump. That's mm-hmm. why we, you know, we, we saw what happened on January 6th. There was an audio recording and a transcript of his extortive conduct against, of all people, President Zelensky. And I always just think about that photograph of Donald Trump and Zelensky when Trump disgraced our office. Because just what an incredible, heroic figure President Zelensky was. And to see him there so uncomfortable as Donald Trump was extorting the incredible country of Ukraine, and as Donald Trump continues to threaten Ukraine. It's not just a war between Russia and Ukraine. Russia unlawfully invaded Ukraine. And what Donald Trump is saying is that what he would do right away is he would not support Ukraine, he would support Putin, and he would essentially give most of all of Ukraine to Vladimir Putin that day. That's what the Republicans want to do. That's what their policy is. It's such a bizarre thing to see them go all in and support Putin, but that is, that's just their and, policy. And every step of the way, they're further radicalizing their base. They're, they're further, further radicalizing uh, these people who, for whatever reason, look to them as arbiters of truth. And I, I think the final kind of uh, to put it in Mark Levin's terms, the, when we cross the Rubicon, I was hoping you uh, did the voice. Uh, ben does, <laughs> when we when the Republicans cross the Rubicon and, and can't come back was January sixth. I, I mean, that was something that we all saw, that we all lived through. That even that day, Republican House members, uh, at least a fair chunk of them, were able to look at and condemn and see it for what it is. And they had a moment of choosing at that moment in time. And what did they do? They chose to embrace the conspiracy theories and deny the reality of what happened. They chose to take the position, not in the interest of the United States of America, but to take the position against the United States of America, the position Mm -hmm. of our enemies. And they chose Donald Trump over the nation. And since that moment, there has been no looking back for these people. And frankly, there is no crime that Donald Trump could commit. There is no crime that really any of these Republicans can commit. There is no lie too big that this base would look at and go, I'm done with you. So what does the base get mad at? They get mad at the stuff we were talking about in the beginning. They didn't allow a global depression. That's like that's the stuff that actually pisses off Republican base uh, base voters. And that's the stuff that Republicans are scared of. And that's why you have Kevin McCarthy constantly coming out with all of his really just pathetic statements. And Kevin McCarthy, when he came into the House of Representatives, he really positioned himself as this conservative change maker. Like he came up there with with Paul Ryan and he was going to be this conservative, uh, you know, guy who was actually fiscally responsible and a real policy wonk. And and I'm you know, that that, that was Kevin McCarthy. And I now he's just the absolute shell of a guy. And I can't even imagine what he would think of himself if he was looking at himself from like, you know, 10, 15 years ago and looking at himself now. And you just have these politicians like McCarthy just debasing themselves day by day. And here was Kevin McCarthy today defending Donald Trump and his defense. I'll just let let you hear it from him first and, and we'll play it for you. It's un, it's unbelievable. Was that a good look for the former president to have boxes in a bathroom? I don't know. Is it a good picture to have boxes in a garage that opens up all the time? A bathroom door locks. 
bathroom I mean, the door was the most basic question. Was that a good look for the former president to have boxes in the bathroom? Look, if if he wants to do the both sidesism crap, you know, was it a good look? For President Biden to have boxes in the garage, you want to do the both sides? It wasn't. But guess what? It's not a crime. Why wasn't it a crime? Because there wasn't any intent. Why wasn't there any intent? Because President Biden, the same way former Vice President Pence, immediately said, here, come in. You don't need a subpoena. Whatever documents you need, have free reign. Take whatever you want. Look whatever you want. Not trying to hide it. Not trying to conceal it. Not showing it to people who it doesn't belong to. Also, not the same types of classified information that Donald Trump took nuclear codes and other very sensitive compartmented information, military operations and things like that. But at the end of the day, you know, it is not just a bad look. It is a very, very dangerous thing for Donald Trump to do what he did. It should be very easy to call it out. And they immediately, though, go to the both sides-ism of it and then spread the conspiracies and lies just over and over and over again. And they don't want people to actually read what this unsealed indictment says, which has all of the text messages from Trump's employees that show that Donald Trump was directly involved in every aspect of these boxes. On the one hand, he wanted these classified records as trophies. He wanted to brag about them. He wanted to use them for transactional purposes. And he brought it around with him, like wherever he would go to like different meetings, right? They're talking about a time he was going to Bedminster, not just in 2021, but in 2022, right before the DOJ um, is about to arrive at Mar-a-Lago in response to the subpoena that they issued. And you have, uh, I believe it's Walt Nauta, um, the co-defendant speaking to a member of Trump's family who we believe to be Melania based on what's being written. And they're just talking about it. he would like to take out selective documents from the boxes. We don't have room on the plane for all of the boxes. I mean, on and on and on and on and on. And here's the thing. If Donald Trump just acted normal here and when the national arc and which he's incapable of when the national archives back in 2021 asked for the records back even if he responded even if trump responded to the subpoena a year later basically in 2022 in may and gave everything back certified under penalty of perjury said hey you know it was a mistake sorry even if that was not true i bet you they wouldn't have charged him but it's the constant lawlessness 100%. over and over and over again i do have to give i i have to say i have to give mccarthy credit for this though guys it is so impressive that he's able to stand without a spine what oh, a God. spineless pos man oh my goodness weakest speaker in history and then what about what about you saw jim jordan this weekend and and jim jordan was yeah, Jim Jordan was asked about uh, um, storing material in the bathroom and whether Donald Trump should be able to do it. And just if we have this clip, show what uh, Jim Jordan said. Sure, you've seen the well, photos from the indictment. The same, I'm sure you've seen the could, photos from the indictment. The there are it. classified documents in the uh-huh. bathroom, in a ballroom stage, and classified information that he sh- that we're talking about. Uh, information that the United States shares with its allies, critical information, strewn on the floor. Does that look secure to you? 
Again, Dana, the standard is the standard. The president of the United States, he can classify and he can control access to national security information however he wants. That's the standard. That's the Constitution. That's what the court said in Navy versus Egan in 1988 case. I don't know how many more he, times I can say it. Okay, so but if he wants to store if he wants to store material in a box in in a bathroom, if he wants to store it in a box on a stage, he can do that. That is the that that is just what the law and the standard is. That's so not, again, I think this just underscores how political this whole thing is. Jack Smith, I mean, you know how political it is when they selected Jack Smith as a special counsel? All right, all right. By the way, I always emphasize this, and I think it's important. So Jim Jordan, who chairs the Judiciary Committee, he's who the MAGA Republicans selected to chair the Judiciary Committee, he's not a licensed lawyer. The minimal threshold for having a license as a lawyer is passing the bar exam. Do I think the bar exam is this great and always accurate exam, you know, and, and determines who's going to be a good lawyer. I, I took the bar exam, passed the bar exam in California. It was a pain in the ass to study for. It is what it is. You just, you, you, you just get it out of the way. You study for it because you need to get your legal license if you want to practice. And if you want to start citing cases the way Jim Jordan does and he wants to cite the cases with his sleeves rolled up, you know, he doesn't know. It, it, it is a constant waterfall of just lie after lie after lie. Donald Trump does not have those. You can't declassify things with your mind. You can't steal records after you leave office. But here's the thing. There is no bottom to what they justify. As Donald Trump you know, famously said, that if he was on Fifth Avenue in front of his supporters and shot and killed someone, they would still support him, right? Now we know that if he stole our nuclear codes, just showed them to random people and took other classified material and just threw them all over the bathroom floor and put his middle finger in the air to the Justice Department and then started singing songs with insurrectionist terrorists, the Republicans would still support the guy. So there, there, there is no bottom. And what that means, if there is no bottom, historically, when you look at it, is they will do anything. That mentality justifies the worst genocides in the history, and that is what they want. That is that is where they are headed with this. Like, leave no doubt about it. They have no ideas. They're not talking about, uh, that help people. They're not talking about jobs. They're not talking about the economy. They're not talking about health care. They're not talking about you know, social security other than taking it away. They're not talking about veterans. What are they talking about? Raw power. They're talking about conquest. They're talking about anointing a strong man who will resolve everybody's problems and we don't care. And they're talking about attacking marginalized groups. That is the discourse of authoritarians who support genocide. That is, unfortunately, what the Republican Party has become right now. There's a poll that, was, that, 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 that just came out, which talks about national security risk if Trump keeps nuclear military documents, right? So for the rest of the country, other than GOP primary voters, 80% um, of the rest of the country, it's a significant part, believe that it is a national risk if Trump keeps nuclear military documents, right? From the GOP primary voter base, 
only 38% of GOP primary voters see that as a national security risk. So, right, 62% of the GOP primary voter base is absolutely, you know, you know, is, is, is fine. I mean, it is, it is utterly absurd, Brett. Yeah, you have, the Republican Party is in a really tight spot right now, and it's all due to their own making where the Republican Party has went all in on somebody who has now faced two indictments and is going to be indicted at least two more times in the next few months. This is a guy who is very likely to be convicted of multiple crimes and very likely to be sentenced to prison time. Mm -hmm. This guy also happens to be their leader in the polls for the Republican presidential nomination and they on the whole are basically all in for this individual so they are going to be running a candidate in all likelihood who is possibly who is definitely indicted and who is possibly convicted of crimes running for the presidency and they're not going to distance themselves at all from him and they're going to be stuck with him and donald trump is never going to back off trump even said that if he is convicted, he would still run. Donald Trump, I think if he were in prison, he would still run. And the Republicans would still support him from a prison cell. I have, I have no doubt in my mind about it that they would do that. And they could potentially be tied to this maniac for multiple election cycles. For Honestly, for as long as Donald Trump is alive, I don't know how they get rid of him unless somebody in the party is willing to finally take a stand and say, as a party, collectively, we need to get rid of this individual. And you're starting to see that a little bit in the Senate. You're starting to see people like Mitch McConnell, who has flirted with Trump when it benefited him and who had an opportunity, frankly, to get rid of the Trump problem by impeaching him on multiple occasions and did not. However, you even see Mitch McConnell right now coming out and you see him trying to get people in the Republican Party to go away from Donald Trump. And it's one of the interesting dynamics that we're seeing in the party right now, which is between the House Republicans and the Senate Republicans. Then, Ben, maybe just give us like a bit of a primer. What, what, what is McConnell kind of saying in the background? I feel like we haven't really seen like a major public statement from McConnell about all this, while a lot of his other Republican buddies have been very vocal about the Trump indictment. Yeah, no, I mean, McConnell's whole thing is like, work behind the scenes, say you don't want to support Donald Trump, do what you did where you vote to acquit the guy like they did on the second impeachment, but then try to have it both ways and then either leak to the media or, you know, give a very kind of tepid statement saying, oh, this is this conduct is below the character for which we'd like to have as a below the character. It's 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 crazy. It's like crazy fascist. The, the quote from McConnell reportedly is, uh, Trump is a drag on the party and he's a, 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 quote, flawed general election candidate. But that's the, see, but that's, they, they, they always, they, they never talk in terms of winning for the American people, right? Uh -huh. Like, what I like about President Biden, frankly, 
is not i think he's a good guy i think he's got high moral character which is great but ultimately the reason i support him is not because like i think he's like a cool dude and he's like my <laughs> leader so i gotta rally behind him i like that his policies are thought plans always perfect no are his plans sometimes flawed yes but is he generally looking out for like 99 percent of the country the workers hardworking Americans who are just trying to get by? Is he trying to focus on things like lowering health care costs? Every day he's talking about trying to protect people and, and give rights to people and to make sure people are, are, are achieving what they deserve. He's talking about veterans. He's talking about seniors. He's talking about students. Let's craft these policies. Winning for the people, not just for like Biden, the only thing you always hear Republicans talk about is like winning with raw power, right? Like, Ken, is DeSantis a winner? Is he a winner? Oh, they talked about him showering with another guy. Maybe he's not a winner anymore. It's like, okay, is he going to destroy the woke? Can he eradicate the woke from society? Can he eradicate, eradicate pride? Can he eradicate the LGBTQ community? It's always about destroying. It's always destruction. Mm -hmm. It's always, can we get rid of this group rather than can we uplift all groups? And when we go back to that poll, the national security risk poll, when you see that uh, the rest of the country, not just the Republican primary voters, uh, think it's a pretty big risk that Donald Trump had these nuclear secrets on him and was potentially doing nefarious things with him. It, it, it shows you kind of what we've been saying for so long here, which is this Republican base who fervently supports him is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Now, they may be getting louder and louder and louder, but it's a smaller group of people who are being that much noisier about everything that's going on. But when you look at the rest of the country, when you look at Americans at large, they are able to look at this stuff and they are able to go, of course that's wrong. And all of our politicians should be able to look at that stuff and go, of course this is wrong. And to your point, Ben, Lindsey Graham, when he was on TV over the weekend, he said something that I think speaks to that exact point, that they are not trying to speak for the American people and what's best for Americans, but they are specifically trying to speak to what is best for Republicans. And I'll play this very bizarre, disturbing, frankly, meltdown from Lindsey Graham on TV from over the weekend. Donald Thank Trump you. has said repeatedly, repeatedly that he did nothing wrong. Do you yeah. believe that? Well, here's what I believe. We live in an America where if you're the Democratic candidate for president, Hillary Clinton, secretary of state, you can set up a private server in your basement to conduct government business. And when an investigation Senator, is had about your activity. No, let me finish. But you didn't this answer the question. That was ridiculous. Well, yeah, I, I'm trying to answer the question from a Republican point of view. That may not be acceptable on this show. Notice what he said there, too, though, too. I'm trying to answer it from a Republican point of view. Like, I need to step inside the character of what our talking points are, not what the American point of view is. Yeah, but answer it from an American point of view. Like, like answer it, like, as as an American, just as a human being, as just an honest person, instead of wearing your red hat or your blue hat. Because this is an objective thing. Just like January 6th is not a matter of debate here. This is an objective issue where national security was put at risk, and there will be a trial, there will be a jury of 
Donald Trump's peers who will weigh the evidence, just like the grand jury weighed the evidence before bringing this indictment. But the evidence that is out there is incredibly damning and clear cut. We have a judicial process. It is playing out. So you could whine all you want. You could say, I need to give the Republican point of view. But there is no two points of view with a lot of these issues that we speak about here on this show. There is the truth and there is the lie, and you evidently want to present the lie. And so we need to unapologetically push back with the truth of the matter and call out these people like Lindsey Graham and say, listen, you are lying to the American people and you are putting Donald Trump above the United States of America. Look, I I just I wanted to see what was President Biden talking about in the past uh, 24 hours, right? And so I just, I just looked at his Twitter account to see how he's messaging versus what Donald Trump was saying in the past 24 hours. So Biden goes, we used to produce up to 40% of the world's microchips, but today we're down to producing just 10. Now semiconductor companies have invested over $200 billion since the beginning of my administration to bring production back home. We're turning things around, right? Jobs, 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 jobs that will help uh, Americans. Our, next one. Our economic recovery isn't leaving anyone behind. All American workers with or without college degrees can compete with anyone in the world. Go to invest.gov to see how we're strengthening our workforce. Again, focusing on workers, focusing on jobs. What's Biden talking about as well? Junk fees are unfair. They hurt marginalized Americans and benefit big corporations. It's time we pass the Junk Fee, Junk Fee Prevention Act to put more money back in the pockets of everyday Americans. I could keep going on and on and reading, but you get the point. Uh, meanwhile, when over the weekend when Donald Trump is speaking at the GOP convention in North Carolina, this is the North Carolina GOP convention, to be clear. And, so the, it, and he did one in Georgia the Georgia GOP convention than the North Carolina GOP convention. Uh, so, so what's he talking about there? Things like conquering Venezuela, um, taking big fat dumps. Uh, I, I, I was going to, uh, there's so many of these clips. L- l- let's show the one where he talks about big fat dumps. So just compare this president Biden talking about jobs for the American people, President Biden talking about workers, veterans, social security, right? Things that things that we care about. Donald Trump talks about big fat dumps. <laughs> I'll show you the clip, but first let's take a quick break. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Roan. If you're like me, you understand the pains of finding out what to wear. Let's face it, most clothes are uncomfortable or too tight or never actually the size that you really are, and not to mention the annoyance of trying to put together a good outfit. And when you finally do have a good fit, you can only wear it for a few hours before you have an important meeting or dinner, and then you have to change. Everyone wants to dress their best and look good at all times because, frankly, it's a confidence booster. So here's the deal. Men's closets were due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible set of products known to man. And here's why. 
Roan helps you get ready for any occasion with the Commuter Collection, which offers the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, and polos. You never have to worry about what to wear when you have the Roan Commuter Collection. Roan's comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way, from your commute to work to your 18 holes of golf. It's time to feel confident without the hassle. With Roan's wrinkle release technology, wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the products. It's that easy. With the Gold Fusion Anti-Odor technology, you'll be smelling fresh and clean all day long. And on top of that, Roan is 100% machine washable, so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether. I absolutely love Roan. This has truly become my go-to commuter fit. We're on the move a lot. Whether it's jumping from meeting to meeting, or catching a flight, or an important dinner, the Roan Commuter Collection has never let me down. The versatility and overall comfort of the collection is undefeated. Even after I wear it all day, I still feel super fresh because of the Gold Fusion anti-odor technology. The Commuter Collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to Roan.com slash Midas and use promo code Midas to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to R-H-O-N-E.com slash Midas and use code Midas. It's time to find your corner office. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Lomi. Now, I've never been able to compost before. It was always too complicated, too much work, and frankly, I don't think I even knew exactly if I was doing it right. Then I got a Lomi. Lomi allows me to turn my food scraps into dirt with just the push of a button. Lomi is a countertop electric composter that turns scraps to dirt in under four hours. There's no smell when it runs, and it's really quiet. Thanks to Lomi, I have way less garbage each week. My family, we're down from three bags per week to just one. And here's something pretty cool. My wife, she recently started gardening, and we've been able to use the dirt that Lomi produces to help fill the garden. And since I got my Lomi, I throw out way less garbage. That means it's not going to landfills and producing methane. Instead, I turn my waste into nutrient-rich dirt that I can feed to my plants. I feel so great knowing that I'm composting and creating soil instead of waste. And I have basically a limitless supply of dirt for my garden. The other week I had my in-laws over for dinner and the food cleanup process was such a breeze. Plus, they all think I'm super eco-conscious now. If you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just make cleanup after dinner that much easier, Lomi is perfect for you. Head to Lomi.com slash Midas and use the promo code Midas to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to lomi.com slash Midas and use promo code Midas at checkout. Food waste is gross. Let Lomi save you a cold trip out to the garbage can. And now, back to the video. Let's go, Jordy. I love the uh, ad reads. We're back live here on the Midas Touch podcast. So where we last left off, I was reading some of the messages that President Biden was putting out, talking about the economy, talking about stopping junk fees, talking about workers. I could have went on. He posts yeah. about social, protecting Social Security, protecting seniors, real tangible plans, too, that are delivering benefits, reducing the costs of prescription drug prices, mm-hmm. making health care accessible and affordable. On the other hand, you have Donald Trump giving speeches before the modern-day Republican Party. So he's at the North Carolina GOP convention, and this is the type of stuff that they love talking about. 
the 2020 election. That's their big issue. That Donald Trump feels that he got cheated in the 2020 election because big fat dumps arrived in the middle of the night. Play this clip. But we can stop them cold and we will. And we would have had them stop cold and they know that. And they cheated like dogs. They cheated like nobody's ever cheated before. You turn on your television at 10 o'clock, you would have said Pennsylvania's a lock. We were up by so much, a lock. All of a sudden, you see that big fat dump, that big dump at 3.02 or whatever it was in the morning. It's a disgrace what happened. I mean, that's their issue. Here's what we're going to do for you. Big fat 2020 dumps. Like, well, that, that, that's, what, that's what they are talking about. Let, let, let's show you from, from more of this speech in North Carolina. This is what he had to say about it was his plan, he claims, when he was in office, that he would call on Russia and Saudi Arabia to make the oil prices higher. This is, this is the messaging that he's putting out there. Play this clip. Talk about that because I had to save the oil companies. They were all going to go bust. I said, this is the first time I've ever said we got to get it up a little bit. I actually called Russia and the king of Saudi Arabia. We had a three-way call and we cut back on the oil because it was so incredible. Help fill up the strategic national reserves. And he's now taken all of that to reduce gasoline prices for cars just prior to the election very artificially, and he's reduced it down to the lowest level that it's been in, I think, 60 years. Okay, so he's bragging about calling Russia and Saudi Arabia to protect the oil companies so that we would pay higher prices uh, for gas. Like, that's, that's the messaging. Or how about this one where he talks about how the United States should conquer Venezuela, that if he was left in office, he would have just stole their oil. And by the way, when you listen to this, like, what he's saying even makes no sense because he's like, he talks about how Venezuela oil is too is too much like tar and it's bad oil, but that he would have still wanted to conquer it for, play this clip. How about we're buying oil from Venezuela? When I left, Venezuela was ready to collapse. We would have taken it over. We would have gotten all that oil. It would have been right next door. But now we're buying oil from Venezuela, so we're making a dictator very rich. Can you believe this? Nobody can believe it. You know where the oil, you know, their oil is garbage. It's horrible. The worst you can get, tar. It's like tar. And to refine it, you need special plants. And these Okay, he's just not even making any sense. I mean, setting aside the fact that he was saying that if he was in office, he would have taken over the country of Venezuela for its oil. Then in the same sentence, it's just random words thrown together. He goes, but their oil's horrible, their oil is tar, their oil, their oil is the worst. And by the way, here, here's the next one from that speech where he begins by saying that Richard Nixon was treated very unfairly. And he starts with, poor Richard Nixon. Here, play this clip. From Ukraine and from all these other places, tens of millions of dollars, they would all be rushing to try and get the story. Woodward and Bernstein, I'm not a fan of either one, actually. I got to know them, major sleazebags, but, you know, Woodward looks like such a wonderful guy. He's absolutely the worst. What sleazebags? Oh, poor Richard Nixon, he, did he, he had to put up with them, but I got my own problems with these people. But Woodward's a sleaze. Bernstein, I don't know, but he looks pretty bad to me. I don't know Bernstein. I heard he was the, he was the poor of the two. He seemed to be that. Nasty person, though. For a person that doesn't know me, I don't think I ever met him. But if I did, it was quick. But he's a nasty guy. 
but they're all nasty because they're deranged. Okay, it's all projection going back to your point, Jordy, when he goes, they're all deranged. I mean, he's the most deranged mm-hmm. person in the world. Exactly. Again, starting this off by saying, poor Richard Nixon. By the way, we see that over and over and over again now with the MAGA Republicans, right? They look to kind of become apologists for Richard Nixon, not only apologists, cheerleaders for Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon was treated very unfairly. Richard Nixon was great. Richard Nixon didn't commit crimes. That's one of the messages they have over and over and over again, running in the 2024 election. But also, he goes, Woodward looks like a good guy, but he's not. And then he goes, um, what's his name? Um, who's the other guy? Looks Bernstein. bad. He's the Bernstein. Looks, it looks bad. He is the poorer of the two. Looks bad. He's the poorer of the two. Like what? What are you even talking about? I mean, he he he's just the vile guy, and and you're right. Everything he says, he's a sleaze. He's a this. He's deranged, and he calls Jack Smith deranged throughout the thing. Also, um, I, I mean, all I could say is I think it's important for everybody to listen to these clips and and listen to what he's saying because this guy is the prohibitive favorite. For the Republican nomination for president, which is absolutely disgusting. The Republican Party has made being a criminal uh, an asset for running for their party. The more criminal you are, the more deranged you are, the more cultish you are, uh, the more you hate uh, minorities, the more you hate any marginalized people, the more you uh, doubt or just completely deny science, uh, the better you are for the Republican Party. That's who they are right now. And Donald Trump, every single day, either on his social media website or when he gives these speeches at these various events or conventions or whatever they are, Donald Trump is telling you his plans for what he would do if he became president again. And if you follow our show, it's nothing exactly shocking to you. But it is absolutely chilling stuff to have somebody this close to the presidency once again. And it's simply not getting through to a lot of Americans that these are the things that Donald Trump are proposing. Because it is far too sanitized in the reporting. It is far too sanitized because people are afraid that they're going to, oh, we can't give this guy a platform. We can't, we can't put his voice on TV. We can't do that. That's not what it's about. It's not what it's about. Donald Trump saying that he is going to destroy institutions like the FBI or the Department of Justice. Donald Trump saying he wants to invade Venezuela. Donald Trump bragging about raising our gas prices by by colluding with our foreign enemies, by colluding with Saudi Arabia and Russia. Donald Trump saying he wants to give Ukraine away to Russia. Like These are things that people need to be aware of. And there was the statement earlier that we read also where Donald Trump was threatening to prosecute Biden, which is something he attempted to do with Durham in, in, in his last administration already. Now he wants to find people who are even more lawless going forward. But in that same comment that Donald Trump made, he also said, and any enemies or blah, 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 blah. The coded message there is he wants to lock up anybody who is against him. He wants to lock up anybody who is against Trump. He is telegraphing. He is telegraphing his plan to be a dictator. It's right before our eyes. So 
Do not act shocked as he continues to ramp up this rhetoric. And do not act shocked if somebody like this gets into power and then tries to execute these plans. That's why we play these clips. That's why we all need to remain vigilant and we need to all be sharing these truly deranged yep. anti-American sentiments. There is nobody more anti-American than this individual. And there is no party more anti-American, at least in the modern history of the United States of America, than this Republican Party. They truly are anti-everything the United States stands for. They're everything wrong with the country, to be frank. And Brett, you couldn't be more right. And that's why I say all the time, yes, it's, it's incredibly dangerous for what they are saying, but I say hand them the microphone. And I say that because overwhelmingly the American people look at that and they, they see it with their own eyes. They hear it with their own ears. They're not going to stand for this anymore. We saw it during the midterms when everyone was saying red wave this and red wave that. And you know what happened? There was no red wave. They barely maintained the house. You know why? Because when the Marjorie Taylor Greens or the Donald Trumps or the Matt Gates, when they speak, their policies, what they want to put forward is wildly un-American and just dangerous to society at large. And people are sick of that. And so give them the microphone. Let them spew this other nonsense and hate because you know what? Americans are over that. And we're going to look at that, and we're going to denounce that every step of the way. And the majority of Americans, pro-democracy Americans, people who genuinely love this country, are able to look at that and not take his words like, I'm going to then go commit hate crimes. No, they're going to say, I'm going to make sure this guy never gets into power again. Yeah, but, but Jay, the problem is, though, is that when the media, legacy media, covers these events, like the one in North Carolina, before uh, yes, that, the same yes. day there was one in Columbus, Georgia, the media recast the event. They do the work for Donald Trump to take the utterly absurd, to take the totally deranged and crazy and dangerous and fascist. It should just be so easy, I think, to do what we're doing here. You you're exactly right. Like you're exactly right. But that's why we exist. And you know what? We're bigger than those channels. And that's what I love about this community and the Midas Mighty at large is that now our reach is bigger than all of those networks now combined. Right. Yes, I agree. They water down all of the hate once they get to their newscast. But there are pro-democracy loving people out here that are attracted to the truth and understand that they're being gaslit by those legacy medias. And that's why they're coming here. They're coming here. But it's not just watering it down. It is affirmatively taking what is utterly traitorous and treasonous and crazy mm -hmm. and literally recasting it as something that did yes. not take place. Watering it down would be a step in the right direction for these legacy media because at least they would be discussing what took place. I'm going to show you just what went down very quickly in Columbus, Georgia at the GOP convention, uh, the Georgia GOP convention. But the headline from AP, Associated Press, would write is supposed to just kind of be yeah, objective in point. theory. It goes. This was this was the headline. Trump blasts federal indictment as baseless in speech to Republicans in Georgia. Former President Donald Trump on Saturday blasted his historic federal indictment as ridiculous and baseless, saying in his first public appearance since the charges were unsealed that the 37 felony accounts were an attack on his supporters as he tried to turn 
legal peril into political advantage. Quote, Trump is a fighter, and the kinds of people that attend these conventions loves a fighter, said Jack Kingston, a former Georgia congressman who supported Trump's White House campaigns from 2016 to 2020. Okay, this is what Donald Trump said about the um, Espionage Act, where he goes, they call it the Espionage Act? Doesn't that sound terrible here? Play this clip. So you got to watch that. you got to watch it. We're all going to be watching. And as president, all of my documents fell under what is known as the Presidential Records Act, which is not at all a criminal act. Everything. It's all judged by the Presidential Records Act. In this whole fake indictment, they don't even once mention the Presidential Records Act, which is really the ruling act, which this case falls under 100 percent because they want to use something called the Espionage Act. Doesn't that sound terrible? Oh, espionage. We got a box. I got a box. The Espionage. The Espionage Act of 1917. I think it was put in there about World War One. Boxes. And by the way, Biden's got 1,850 boxes. He's got boxes in Chinatown, D.C. He's got boxes all over the place. He doesn't know what the hell to do with them. And he's fighting them on the boxes. He doesn't want to give the boxes. And then they say, Trump is obstructioning. He's obstructing. No, it's a sad, uh, sad day for the country. You know, I said last night, I said that. Uh, and again, everything he said there is essentially completely false, right? The Espionage Act violations for willful retention of national defense information, conspiracy, obstruction of justice, what he did with nuclear codes and classified information about military operations is objectively incredibly frightening. And Associated Press, again, that's not like the Daily Caller or the Daily Wire or Fox or one of those right-wing things, they try to portray what he's doing there mm-hmm. like as being a fighter. I mean, the article should say like a completely deranged and disgusting individual who disgraced the office of the presidency lied in front of a political party that has devolved into a weird cult and continue to attack prosecutors and lie repeat. I mean, they should just call it out what's going on. How about this headline I just found from uh, North Carolina from uh, the local Channel 8? Former President Donald Trump speaks on inflation. Baseless indictment in Greensboro for North Carolina Republican Convention. For all those clips that we just showed everybody, that's what the local news yeah, that's the story that they. What do you guys told. think it is? You guys think it's laziness? You guys think it's that? It's laziness? Just, just they don't care. Yeah, I think I, I think a lot of these channels are run by far right people. I, I think there yeah. are a lot. There's a lot of moneyed interests that run a lot of these networks. I think it's deliberate. I think some of it is laziness, but I think a lot of it is deliberate. And I think the local news is the most devious, and that's why you see the rise of organizations like Sinclair. Um, which is a far-right, pro-Trump supporting uh, organization, buying up all these local media channels so that they could push this sort of messaging so that when folks see it through their local channels, which they have come to trust and grew up with and view as, oh, look, they're talking about the opening of the local library and they're talking about the opening up of this and that and my town, then they slip in this messaging. And the irony of the whole thing is that I've seen on so many occasions 
uh, people on the right post that clip from the John Oliver show from last week tonight yeah. of all the um, the news networks saying this, reading the same script at the same time about fake news or whatever the script was, and they try to use that as an example, and and they try to say, oh look, 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 the news is fake. Look, it it's all a conspiracy. Look, look at what's going on. Elon Musk posts the clip like every like three months. You see Trumpers post the clip like every like every day, and then people go, oh my god. Have you seen this? Holy shit! This is a conspiracy. It's like yeah, that's the pro. Yeah, that's the pro-Trump people who are taking over the media. Mm-hmm. That's you. That's what you are. That that's your conspiracy. That's your creation. So it's just completely deceptive. And then they do things like that to further gaslight people. And you know that's why I I, I think you know sometimes people could be like you know why are you guys so hard on these networks and and because at a certain point you have to call them out and you have yep. to expose what's happening. You have to expose the leadership structure behind them because it's one of the issues with corporate media is that you have incentives and you have um I mean it's really what it comes down to you have different incentives that drive your coverage and when an organization like a Sinclair owns your organization you're going to be pushing their propaganda it's just the fact of of being owned by somebody like that and we need to all have a better sort of um, understanding of what goes into the news and what goes into the information that we are consuming. Because your news diet and the diet of just things you consume on a daily basis, as far as information is concerned, is so important. And it's so important that just the way you want to eat clean and you want to exercise, you got to be feeding your brain also good information on a daily mm. basis. And far too many people in this country are being fed just poison every single day from these organizations, but they're being told that it's good. They're being told that it's vegetables. And that's the, that's the issue. You know, that that's, that's one of the biggest problems right now in the country. Here, Donald Trump attacks the special counsel, Jack Smith. He calls Jack Smith deranged, says that Jack Smith is shaking and scared. Jordy, to your point, the ultimate in projection, play this clip. And They had to pay up, and they had to pay up dearly for it when they got caught. And this is the same guy, deranged Jack Smith. And I watched him yesterday go up and talk. He talked for about two and a half minutes. He was shaking. He was so scared. He didn't want to be there because ultimately.